Welcome to What's Up in Jeju, where I visit places around the island and talk about what's happening with Hashtag Daily K's host, Peter Bint. Today's topic, yes. uh, I don't think we knit with this creature's, like, fur or hair or anything like that. Maybe you could, because mm-hmm. it gets quite long on the tail. Mm-hmm. You actually can. Back in the day, they did. Those uh, Yangban hats oh. were made out of uh-huh. this creature's hair. And this really? creature... Yeah, yeah. It's horse hair. Wow. Oh, I... Nice. I gave away the <laughs> topic. Oh, no. It was going to be a secret for a <laughs> whole it. 10 more seconds. I was going to build it up, <laughs> darn. <laughs> but the cat's out of the bag. Today, we're going to be learning about the Jeju Ma. So the Jeju horse, sometimes here on the island, it's called Jorang Mal. And it is a horse breed okay. native to Jeju. And as many of you know nice. by now, I love getting into the culture and history of Jeju. And I found that mm-hmm. horses actually have a really long history on Jeju in a very significant way. And there's even a, a Korean Ooh. saying that goes something like this. And I'm loosely translating here. But it goes, if you have a uh-huh. son, send him to Seoul. If you have a horse, yeah. send it to Jeju. Yeah. So this simple saying mm. speaks volumes about how the Korean people view Jeju as really the most ideal environment for raising horses not just the landscape but the people uh, Jeju people were known to have um, exceptional skill for raising horses wow yeah so you get good education if you send your kids to Seoul mm-hmm. but send your horses to Jeju interesting yeah. and and I know that in Korean you know we call horses mal yeah. but is that there's no leal on that it's just Jeju ma or right. chorong mal Oh yes, okay. yes. So ma is in the in the Chinese character. Ma means horse. Ah, yeah. I see. Okay, that makes more sense. So, where did you go to find out more about Jeju horses? So, I visited the Jeju Horse Park in Kashiri Village, which is located on the southeastern part of Jeju. And I was able to interview the mm-hmm. barn manager, Mr. Kim Hui. He's been there for, uh, I think he said, six or seven years. Um, he is a Jeju native, grew nice. up in that area, but he grew up with horses. And uh, a close relative of his has his own. Um, his own barn so he helped out with that since oh. he was little too when you say grew up with horses we don't mean like Mowgli like just with horses no <laughs> perhaps people were raising him as well that would be an interesting story oh, that would I'd be love really to cool. hear more about someone like that <laughs> so what is the Jeju horse park I've not heard of that so it's located in Kashiri village like I mentioned and Kashiri village has a really long history of raising and breeding horses that spans six centuries so 600 years over 600 (gasps) years wow yeah and they were historically known for the quality of their horses Um, it said that they produce the best horses in all of korea and it's actually located the park and the pastures are located right on noksanlo and i'm not i'm not sure if you know what noksanlo is but have you ever heard of that Mm. uh, really famous flower lined road in the springtime the canola flowers and cherry blossoms bloom at the same time I've only heard of the Tokebiku, that mm. weird road where it looks like it's going uphill yeah. and then things roll the other way. Yeah. I'm assuming that's not the same one. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not the same one. Different part of the island. But it's Doksanlo, okay. right. and it's really popular in the springtime because you have the bright yellow canola flowers along the sides, both mm. sides of the road. And then for that short span in the spring when cherry blossoms bloom, you have the yellow and the pink. <sighs> 
at the same time. Wow. So it gets really busy there. But it, it's in the mid-mountainous region. So the Jeju Horse Park is located right on that road. So it's, it's really cool mm. all year round. Okie dokie. And uh, in terms of Jeju horses, are we talking about just one type? So there is one type of uh, breed. The, it's called the Jorangma or the Jejuma. Uh, that's like the, mm-hmm. the main native breed to Jeju. But there are actually two types of horses that are from Jeju. There's the Jorangma. And then the halama, mm-hmm. right? And chorangma actually means a horse that is short enough to pass under a fruit tree in the Jeju language. So they're quite small. They're more like the size of a pony. <laughs> super, super cute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but then eventually okay. um, halama were bred by the Jeju people. And Mr. Kim told me exactly how that happened. Let's take a listen. Mm-hmm. 그리고 제주도에는 제주마, 이제 조랑말이라는 말이 있어요. 네. 지금 저기 저기 요 하얀 말 있죠? 네. 하얀 말은 제주마예요. 아. 제가 다 컸는데도 다른 말들보다 좀 작죠? 네. 제주마하고 육지에 있는 큰 말하고 교배종이 우리 얘네. 음. 이제 한라마예요, 한라마. 얘네가 우리 이런 돌들 많잖아요. 네. 그런 데에서도 적응을 잘해. 말 발굽이나 뭐 음. 병도 잘안 걸리고. 음. 근데 이제 제주마가 사실 더 적응은 잘하는데 제주마의 장점을 얘네가 이제 다 물려받았죠. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so he was saying that the Jejuma or the Jorangma are purebred Jeju native horses. And actually, just real quick, they have been designated as a natural monument by the government of Korea, so they are protected. And wow. every purebred Jejuma must be recorded in the government database. So they're really, really special. Okay. Um, but back in the day, Jeju horse breeders began to breed Jejuma with imported breeds. Uh, and then called them halama, hala, of course, meaning halasan. And they are larger mm. in size than purebred Jeju horses, which makes them more suitable for recreational activities because Jejuma are quite small, so they're more suitable for children uh, or small, okay. maybe small adults. Uh, uh, but they have, <laughs> so they have all the great qualities of the Jejuma, the halama do. Uh, they have a lot of the hardiness mm. of Jejuma in a larger package. Oh, nice. So we've got your first image here. Mm-hmm. Is the little one on the left the yes. Jejuma? Yes. There are two horses there. And then the one there. on the right is the Halama? Yeah. The one on the left are the Jejuma. Uh-huh. So as you can see, they're short, they're stocky, they have this big head, thick neck, really, really mm. cute, cute <laughs> legs, right? Yeah. And then uh, the one, the mane here, uh, the mane, the hair on the Jejuma has been cut, but normally it's yeah. quite long, so it covers their eyes. Oh. Yeah. And they're known to wow. be mild-mannered and really, really healthy. So they have a really strong resistance mm. to disease. Um, but then also their hooves, nice. they don't ever need horseshoes because they're they're adapted to the rocky terrain in Jeju. So they're especially desirable. Wow. Yeah. And then the one on the right is the the, the mixed breed where you have Jejuma and then uh, I think he said thoroughbreds. Uh, and they're also yeah. hardy animals. They can withstand cold weather. They have hooves adapted to rocky terrain. Um, and they're really, really smart. Uh, they're able to read human body language, apparently, and even facial expressions, and they're highly trainable. On to our fun horse naming quiz. What is yeah. going on here, Angel? So Please I, explain. Yeah, the, uh, Jeju horses have so many names. They're not just called Jejuma or Jorangmal, right? That's just kind of the general uh-huh. term for Jeju. 
Jeju native horses, and they have traditionally mm. been a huge part of the culture. And you know, it's um, we all know. Well, many of us may know that the Inuit people actually have a large variety of words for snow and ice, right? Because it's such okay, a big yeah, part yeah. of their culture. And in the same vein, Jeju has dozens of words for different types of horses. So I prepared a quiz, just a short quiz, uh, and you're going to mm-hmm. have to guess what the name means. So I'm going to show you a picture, uh, and then I'm going to tell you the name okay. of the horse, what it's called, and then you have to guess why it's called that name. Why it's called that name. And we're not talking about a name like Harry, like no. the type of horse. <laughs> so we should be able to tell something from the picture. Right, maybe. right, yes. Oh, Okay, so here's the first one we've got. Let's put that up on the screen. What's this horse called then? Okay, so this horse is called Korama. Guess what that means? Korama. Yeah. Korama. And and we've got to also bear in mind that the Jeju dialect is very Mm -hmm. much different as well. So this might be even more tricky. Kurama. Let me see if we're getting anything on the live stream. Unfortunately, today, we're also having a few glitchy issues with the YouTube one. Mm. uh, So it might lead to a delay. Apparently, it's on repeat and you're just completely again and again talking about new creams. (laughs) 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 Lovely. Uh, All right. So I'm going to go for that. That's my hint. We are calling it Kurama because you use it for face cream. These are the horses oh, no. turned into face cream. <laughs> that would be horrible, wouldn't that it? That would be so horrible. No, it's called Kurama because <laughs> okay. this is an all-black horse. Simple, right? It's quite, ah, quite easy. Okie dokie. All right, an all-black horse is known as a Kurama. Yes, a Kurama. So I'm going to show wow. you two more pictures, and they're going. They're getting a little bit more okay. difficult. So the second picture... Oh, no, that was already tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the second picture is called... Wallama. Wallama. Mm. Wallama. These kind of sound like, uh, I don't know, disparaging terms for people because you have the inoma like <laughs> thing for little kids, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh, a wallama. Yeah. I want to say, because I know wallamsam is that food that we have, <laughs> and there's the wall here. And Siska was mentioning earlier, you know, you can eat horse on Jeju Island. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that is a thing. Yeah, yeah. So are these the ones that are bred for eating? Perhaps? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Are we getting too dark here? A little okay. bit, a little bit. Sorry. So this one, Awolama, is a black horse with bands of white. Let's keep it easy. Let's keep it basic. <sighs> I should have thought it was on the same lines as the first one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Okie dokie. All right. So white with those black kind of patches, or black with those white yeah. white patches on. Yes. And then the last one is is this the last one in the quiz? Image four. Yes. Image four is the last one. This one is called the Shilganjani. What? Yeah. Shilganjani. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shil the hint here is shil. Well, talking of yeah, talking of knitting today, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't shil mean like a, a string or a thread? Mm-hmm. And this horse does look kind of furry compared to all the other ones. Is mm. it like the furriness of the horse? No. So it's it has to do with the colors, <sighs> right? So a shirkanjani okay. is specifically a chest, chestnut-colored horse with a white stripe from forehead to nose. Those are called shirkanjani. That's very specific. Yeah. There are many shirkanjanis, <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, these names get really um, specific. Yeah, like for example, there yeah. are uh, horse names for a horse with um, like 
uh, marks around their eyes. There's a horse name for eyes that are slanted. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. That's amazing. Uh, we got Darcy Ann saying mm. uh, she was guessing a bit late for that one, but saying maybe horses with the long hair. It did look like it had a bit longer hair, but now mm. we know mm -hmm. it's more specific than that. Right. Uh, into the history of horses then. Yes. So it, the history of horses on Jeju go back way, way, way back. Fossils of horses' teeth and footprints were found on Jeju. Uh, and it shows that horses lived here before even the Bronze Age. So uh, that's really cool. However, organized and skilled wow. horse farming didn't actually begin until the Mongol invasion. And with the Mongol occupation of Jeju in the 1200s, they brought horses, their horses, to the island because they found that Jeju's landscape was perfect for horse rearing. Not only did we have vast mm. grasslands, um, but we don't have any predators. So we don't have anything that could, uh. Uh, yeah, prey on the horses. So they used Jeju as a base for supplying war horses. And with their presence, they brought their tools, their technology, their advanced skills, and they were eventually handed down to the Jeju people. Um, and they were also, oh, interesting. yeah, it was also said that they were so impressed with Jeju hor horses. Uh, because not only are they exceptionally healthy, but they were found to be really smart. And even for their size, they were really tough. And um, they didn't mm -hmm. back down to bigger animals. Um, so Mon the Mongol nice. army ended up sending thousands of horses back home to be bred. Mm. Oh, wow. So maybe some of the horses on that continent are, mm -hmm. are with Jeju lineage. Right. They have bloodlines here for sure. Um, but fast mm. forward to the Joseon dynasty. Joseon kings were really demanding. And from Jeju, they demanded three <laughs> mandatory tributes. We talked about a couple of them before. We talked about abalones, which were harvested by the Hanyeol. Mm. Citrus fruits, we talked about that. Um, but the third one was actually horses. And horses back oh, wow. in the day were in high demand. And one Jeju horse was of equal value to three human servants. So they were quite expensive. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. Right. Uh, and because back, you know, back then there was a lot of warring and they were horses are, were, of course, especially useful in war. And the number of horses mm -hmm. that had to be offered to the king annually as mandatory tribute ended up being a really big burden for Jeju people. So it's said that horse owners had to sometimes sell their property to purchase horses when they couldn't meet their quota. Oh, that's awful. Those quotas don't seem to have worked very nicely mm. for the people on Chichito Island, right? Right. Agreed. But today, uh, fast mm. forward to modern times, the Jeju Ma actually began dying out. And I do have a video of Mr. <gasps> Kim telling us why. Oh dear, let's take a look. 1980년대 들어가면서 이제 경운기나 뭐차 같은 것이 막 들어와서 이제 저 농사를 짓게 되잖아요. 그냥 말들이 이제 필요가 없어지는 거예요. 그 전에는 밭뭐밭 가는 용도로도 쓰고 그랬었는데 이제 필요가 없어지니까 얘네가 계속 줄어드는 거예요. 줄어들다가 이제 제주 경마장 생기면서 이제 경마를 하게 됐어요. 근데 그 와중에 얘네종까지 이제 경마를 했어요. 큰 말하고 혼합된 말들이 그때부터 많이 태어났죠. Mm. Right. He was talking about how when we come into the uh, modern times, agricultural technology became a lot more advanced. So the Jeju people used horses less and less, 
because they were mainly used for agriculture here and uh, for riding, yeah. getting places. But cars came into Jeju, mm-hmm. um, agricultural technology came into Jeju, so there was little need for them. And horses were really no longer necessary for tributes, obviously, because we didn't have any kings. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't used in <laughs> warfare anymore, and machinery took over the work of horses. So horse breeding dwindled going into the uh, 1980s. So by 1984, mm-hmm. purebred Jejuma horses numbered less than 1,000 and the government uh, oh, was damn. yeah became aware of that and they were uh, very very concerned because it, they are really special they are uh, specific to Jeju right um, so in mm. 1986 the Korean government decided to protect these horses at the national level and they were designated as a national monument and then since then Jeju horses have grown in number um, particularly when the when Jeju's horse track uh, was finally opened uh, they made it a rule that only horses with Chejuma bloodlines were allowed to race. So it was Chejuma and then wow. Alama for the longest time were only allowed to be raced there. But recently he told Mr. Kim told me, I think it was last year, they changed the rule again because now there are enough Chejuma, uh-huh. uh, the numbers at a comfortable mm. level, so only Chejuma can be uh, raced. Ah, okie dokie. We've got uh, an interesting picture to show you here and a historical figure. Right. So when you're talking about Jejuma and horse culture in Jeju, you can't not talk about this historical figure. His name is Kim Manil, born 1550, died 1632. And um, actually, after my interview with Mr. Kim at the Jeju Horse Park, I stopped by the Kim Manil Museum, which was about 10 to 15 minutes away. And the image that you're looking uh-huh. at is the Kim Manil Museum. And he is a Ooh, Jeju wow. native who is said to have owned the largest number of horses in all of Korea during the Joseon Dynasty. And he was actually born wow. into poverty. As a young man, though, he was gifted a single stallion. And he was using the stallion. Mm-hmm. He ma- befriended the stallion. But one day, the stallion up and left. He ran away. Um, so, yeah, Ms., uh, Kim Manil was really devastated. However, several months later, the stallion returned to him and brought with him 80 mares. That's how the story goes. What? Yeah, right? He built his own herd. Wow. Yeah. And then within four... And, and brought them back. Yeah, and brought them back to Kim Manil, right? I don't know how much of this is fact nice. and how much is fiction, but that's how the story goes. <laughs> and it yeah, said that okay. within four years, the herd grew to about 1,000, and then it just started from there, and the numbers exploded. It said that Kim Wow, Manil... so that museum is 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 his museum as yeah. in dedicated to yeah. to him mm-hmm. dedicated to only wow. him yeah it said that mm. kim manil had a natural knack with horses and he was really fond of them and then he eventually became very very skilled and korean people called him baegwa dewahanen saram in today's term- terminology we would call that a horse whisperer he was just that good like the movie yeah, yeah. Mm. wow yeah <laughs> yeah nice yeah and it was said that he was really quite proud to be able to provide the king with large numbers of quality horses uh, not just as tribute but also as voluntary tribute not just the mandatory ones and historical mm. records show that kim manil was acknowledged even by the king it says that all the country's best horses were raised by Kim Manil in the official court records. So that's a huge statement. 
Nice. So even voluntary tributes is a、mm. bit of a suck up for the rest of those who are struggling.、So. But still, yep, seems yep. like he got recognized. <laughs> yeah, he did. To honor him for all of the all of his tributes and work that he did for the king, the king awarded him with a title and high honor, and he was offered a public office position on the mainland. And so he went to the mainland and he was、uh, doing his thing there. However, he because、mm. he was from Jeju, he did not have the proper heritage. He could never be a yangban, which is the elite. Class, so he was、uh, rejected、mm. by his peers and ended up returning back to Jeju.、Um, he lived here for the rest of his、Aww. life. He died at 83 years of age, and until his death, he had the privilege of being the highest-ranking public official on the entire island. Oh, nice!、Uh, did his like descendants carry on the horse rearing、mm-hmm. tradition? They did. So they did carry on the family tradition of raising horses for the next two hundred years. And it's said that in that span of times, starting with Kim Manil,、uh, up you know two two centuries, his family sent over twenty thousand horses to the king. What's up in Jeju is supported by JDC, which is creating a free international city that resembles nature, embraces the future, and reaches the world. Arirang Radio.